The Sex Ed with Tim podcast is recorded on the traditional territory of many nations, including the Mississaugas of the Credit, the Anishinaabeg, the Chippewa, the Haudenosaunee, and the Wendat peoples, and is now home to many diverse First Nations, Inuit, and Métis people. We acknowledge that Toronto is covered by Treaty 13, signed with the Mississaugas of the Credit, and the Williams Treaty, signed with multiple Mississaugas and Chippewa bands. You're listening to Sex Ed with Tim. <laughs> Hello and welcome to another episode of the Sex Ed with Tim podcast. I am your host, Tim, a certified sex educator. I identify as a chaotic homosexual. (laughs) And... I walked into my sister's room and tripped on her bra. I guess it was called a booby trap. <laughs> there you go. That's one. Let's that, see how yeah, many. Yeah, that, that's bad. That's pretty bad. That's bad. It's awful. It's absolutely awful. Let's see how much more we can do by the end of this recording. <laughs> so, uh, listeners, if you didn't get a hint from that really bad joke, we're going to be talking all about lingerie, specifically men's lingerie and who better to talk about that topic than jules parker from moot jules how are you my friend i'm very well thank you very much and thank you for having me on today oh my goodness it is an absolute pleasure i discovered your profile on the matchmaker.fm website and i instantly needed to talk to you because i love the work that you do, but I don't want to be the one to uh, sing your praises. Please do the honors. How about you tell us a little bit about yourself, Jules? Well, I mean, I'm being English. I'm not so good at singing my own praises, uh, <laughs> but no, I mean, I, I, I started Moot. Um, we, we went live about three years ago, sorry, two years, just over two years ago. But as a concept, as an idea, I was thinking about it for a lot longer. And the, the sort of the, the idea of moot was based on I couldn't find underwear that I would want to wear that fitted me. There's no point trying to fit yourself into women's underwear because it's clearly not made for my gender. So, uh, you know, that was really the sort of the idea behind it. I equally, I didn't want to overly feminize the products I wanted to be fairly masculine, fairly assertive in the way we were doing it. And so that was really, you know, uh, I guess the beginning of Moot. As as an individual, I have always been interested in underwear for women and for men as a, as a, as a garment, as a piece of, of, of clothing, you know, for something that's relatively, you know, small is a really very powerful object. When a body is decorated in, in something that's beautifully made and beautifully designed, it's greater than the sum of its parts. Do you know what I mean? There's a there's a there's a power, there's an energy to it, and I never saw it as something that was objectifying women. I saw it as something that was actually probably quite empowering for women, and I kind of wanted a little bit of that. You know, I'd looked around. There's an American company called Xdress. They produce products for men who want to cross dress, but I didn't really want to cross dress. I just wanted to wear nice underwear. You know, by putting something nice onto your body does not ch- fundamentally change what you are. I mean, it can change if you want it to, but it doesn't have to change. Yeah, that was really the beginning of Moot. And since starting it and sort of going live with it, it's been really interesting to see the response from individuals and larger larger corporations. You know, we've been shut down by 
pretty much most of the social media platforms because I, I, I guess their, their sort of robots behind the scene find us a little bit too intimidating. So a picture of a guy wearing some of our products will never, we, we, we couldn't get that through at all. But a woman wearing the same product, it's acceptable. Now, if it's acceptable for a, for a woman, then it should be acceptable for a man. And equally, if it's not acceptable to show a man like that, then it should not be acceptable to show a woman. So there wasn't, there was no balance to it. And I, and I, and we often spoke about this. And I think it's that the guys who, and I'm saying guys, because it probably was men who did all the algorithms behind the scenes, did it from a male-based bias. And they that was, I think, the reason it came sort of along that line. So we really struggled to get our message out there. And it's probably our biggest sort of movement forward as far as getting the word out is through guys like yourself who are individuals working in some cases quite tirelessly to get their message and their narrative through and breaking their own barriers and bringing people like myself in who have have a have a, a sort of a, there's a continuity of voice here you know we are all about breaking down barriers and breaking it out down what we think is acceptable and not acceptable because it's conditioned into us yeah that's interesting because why is it that like what makes lingerie so inherently feminine why is it that only the girls get to wear it i mean i want to wear well, some too yeah but but why? I mean, this is this is pr- precisely you know I I I mean I've spent a lot because it's my business. So I do spend a lot of time thinking about it, and there's a lot of things that have over the last few years that have come through, and and you know you you start to get a greater understanding of it, and you you know things like high heels were invented for men. It was you know people within the courts would wear high heels, stockings invented for men. If you look into the natural world and you look at a peacock, it's a decorative, you know, most of the male of the species are very highly decorated, not just birds, but animals. So the animal species decorates the man. And if you go back to certainly the French um, pre-revolution French, the males within the court massively decorated. And in Britain, again, very, very heavily decorated. And you know, we had the the British courtiers and they were called dandies and they were quite feminine in the way they presented, you know, very slight builds and they were, you know, they were very decorated, very sexual beings. And I guess then we came to the Victorian period where everything became a little bit dour and we got rid of you know, colour, we didn't talk about relationships and sex and everything became a little bit compressed. And men have just gone into that sort of dumbed down version of where they are. And so now as as fashion choices, you know, we're just starting to see changes. But up until very recently, you know, men wore, what, boxer shorts or briefs, you know, brown trousers, maybe, but generally blue trousers. It was it was very, very restricted. And I think women have have rightfully found their voice. And initially, I think, you know, if you look at the 60s, there was a real strong and quite aggressive feminist movement to, to win them some rights, which they absolutely deserved. And now, of course, they've really got themselves not quite i wouldn't say but getting very much towards the level of men within within sort of society 
But men, I think, in many ways have been a little bit sort of left behind and feeling in some cases kind of impotent by this because they don't know oh. <laughs> quite where they are. Did you, does, that, does that sort of make sense to you? Yeah, because with women's clothing, at least, they have a variety of choices and there's so much to choose from. And it's not just like outerwear. It's the underwear, too. Whereas men, what do we get? Boxers, uh, briefs. I mean, that's really all I can think of when it comes to our choice of underwear. And uh, they come in, what, white or black? <laughs> like, if you go to your nearest uh, department store or whatever. And I, I feel like, you know, it, it's ignoring a very essential part of uh, men's choices in terms of fashion and self-expression. Yeah. But but do you th- so why do you think then that we've got to this situation hmm. i guess because they really just want to doll up women or like society as a whole just re- really wants to doll up women and really cater into the whole capitalist like uh drive for getting their money and feeding off of their desire for more 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 right whereas with men it's just all you have to do is function <laughs> you don't need to look good in your underwear no one's gonna look at you in your underwear so just pick whatever you need and go right it's it's more of function over fashion whereas in women it's fashion over function because i have seen some women's underwear that don't look the most comfortable or don't look yeah right yeah yeah of course of course yeah i mean the same you say the same about some of our um, some of ours too, yeah, yeah. Our, in many cases, our products are, are not particularly, they're not built for, for comfort. You know, they are built for the, for the, the you know, the emotional uh, experience and equally, you know, the sexual experience. So we, we, we have, you know, some quite sort of outrageous items. I think men have been left behind, I think, really, probably that's what I really look at it is. The fashion world, I, you know, the fashion world, whilst there is a huge uh, amount of, very strong capitalist uh, exploitative practices within it. There are equally, I think, there are a lot of very small fashion brands coming through that are trying as hard as they can to ensure that they're paying a living wage and to be as environmentally sort of conscious about what they're doing. And yet they are still offering a lot of choice to women. And for men, that is probably not the same. And it was, I think it is changing. And there's some really, really lovely men's fashion around now that from small makers um, who are being responsible in the way they, they, they produce things. There isn't much, of course, in the way of underwear for men. It's still very much, you know, the idea of, buying a, a nice sort of pair of underwear it might be buying silk boxes but you couldn't you couldn't buy much more than that so so we've kind of set up with this idea that our business I, I run to a, a second business alongside the alongside moot and the second business is quite serious it's something you can't sort of you can't take lightly and not saying that you should take any business lightly but it's a very serious business um with moot was always the intention was to make it fun we have to make this business fun it's not about the bottom line and how much profit can we drive out of it so part of that was ensuring that the 
all of the manufacturer where well, we wanted to keep it in Britain and we still have, we do keep it in Britain. Whereas everyone was saying you go to the Far East because it'd be cheaper. We try to keep as many fabrics that are either what we call dead stock. So that means the, the end of the use for the big, big, big lingerie companies, what they, they cast off to save it being recycled. We, you, we will buy that from them and make our products from, you know, there's enough fabric in it for us to run a product for quite a while, but there's not enough for them. So we'll do that. We have some lace, which we buy from a lace maker in France. And it's, I think, pretty much the last of the traditional lace makers based in Calais that we buy. So we try and be very ethical about it and make sure that we produce a product that's got a nice backstory. And we equally try to challenge as much as we possibly can, people's perception of what men should and shouldn't do. And, and and so that's why we've, you know, moved, we often sort of call it the underwear revolution and stuff like that. We, we're slightly anarchic, you know, we love the idea of sticking our fingers up at what society says should happen. To the right people, that really resonates because they are our customers. That's what we want. It is, a, do, you, do you have Marmite? Do you know what Marmite is? What is it's that? It's a, Marmite's a savoury sort of spread that you can put on toast, um, mm. and it's a sort of a salty, odd, odd English thing, I think. But we, <laughs> okay. in Britain, we call it it's like Marmite, and you either love Marmite or you don't love it. You know, there's no, there's no in between. You don't, don't think, oh, that's okay. So we always say we're a bit like Marmite. You either absolutely love what we do, or you find it revolting, and that's kind <laughs> of where we need to be. You know, in that 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 point where we connect with the people we want to connect with and the rest of the people out there they can go and do their own thing fine we're not you know don't don't need to be bothered by it it's been interesting one of the things which we found really interesting that still we're trying to sort of understand the full reasons behind it is the amount of women buying for their male partners Wow, and, really? Uh, you have we, a lot of women customers? Wow. We have got about 40% of our customers are women. Okay, buying yeah. For their partners, wow. Which I think is such a, a fabulous, and I never, I didn't see that happening. And now I've, we don't ask, we, we try not to ask any customers about their sexual preferences or what yeah, they because identify is inclusive. As, it's for everyone. Because it does, it, it's irrelevant, completely irrelevant. Yeah. Because clothes don't care what's in between your legs. No, not at all. When I've had the opportunity to talk with women about why have you been buying this for your partner, I've had a, a number of different and interesting answers. One was, you know, the, the sort of the idea that she knew her husband or a partner would like it, but he wasn't confident, confident enough to buy it. So she made the choice for him, which I thought, you, you know, I can see that. Another one which was quite surprising was this woman said, well, do you know, I've never slept with somebody wearing lingerie. I have never felt somebody in lingerie. She was a heterosexual, you know, in a, in a married environment. So she hadn't been sleeping with girls. And she, you know, she so she said, I really wanted to feel what some what a body was like decorated with beautiful lingerie. And so, and so, so you had that. So it was a really interesting. So you're getting these, these sort of nice little angles that you, I hadn't thought about. I really hadn't. You know, in my mind, there's a group of 
sort of men i'm sort of this is only you know my my sort of the depth of my sort of mind who are so sort of embarrassed by the idea of wanting to wear lingerie that they're almost waiting for their partners to leave the house when they can nip upstairs put their fancy knickers on and go and do a day's work and there are people who are you know really suppressing those urges because they can't they have so much shame yeah and you know so it's it's a really you know it's it's a very very almost the sort of story behind moot about the emotions and about how society views lingerie on men is is actually probably greater and more important as a story than the actual underwear themselves do, do, you, know, do you know what i mean i i totally understand what you mean because like for whatever reason lingerie has some sort of statement that it gives and it gives you a sense of power i'm not exactly sure where or what that statement is or where that's coming from but i love the fact that it's there i'm just like wondering now why is it that men are so afraid to or well maybe afraid and a little bit ashamed to express that side of themselves right like it's more for the ladies that argument goes much much further than underwear doesn't it because you know if you look at me- mental health within me- within men it's you know it's a really big area a big area of concern that's very has people are starting to wise up to it now but they're not talking about it suicide rates of young men is massive compared to young women and that's all to do with mental health and so we have got you know some real barriers to start breaking down but men are struggling to talk about things that are that are emotionally sort of charged and difficult to sort of get into you know i i i have conversations with with some of my sort of male friends and some of them almost would sort of you know they they struggle to even get into the topic of what we're talking about because they find it not offensive but they find it so raw for them they they're uncomfortable they'd rather not even talk about it um and you know i keep on sort of saying look we're talking about a bit of fabric are we really struggling to talk about a piece of fabric if we can't talk about a bit of fabric how are we actually going to talk about really important things like emotions and you know relationship issues but like how do we talk about our feelings if you can't even talk about underwear yeah precisely and and it's a difficult thing you know it's a really really difficult thing i mean i you know i i i I do head up the business most of the pictures or most of the photographs on our website that's are me which Um, are beautiful um, they're absolutely gorgeous. I mean, I, I, I understand that you're you're married, you have a wife and kids, but may I just say how hot those photos are? I am my, my wife, she woo. does get a little bit sort of you know, I've got quite a few male fans. Um, <laughs> yeah, how does your wife feel about that? <laughs> she's she's cool about it because you know, ultimately you've got to be honest about you know, I, I, I'll sort of say to Claire, you know, if I found a man attractive, I would be very happy to say he's gorgeous, you know, because we can still genuinely find our own sex attractive, yet not necessarily have to be gay. Um, and why why shouldn't we do that? So she's pretty cool about the whole thing. No, she's, she's, she's really supportive, um, gets it, completely gets it, understands why I choose to what do what I do. But that doesn't mean to say that our journey's been easy all the way through. I guess I'd have been in my 40s, you know, 
yeah, I'm 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 57 now, um, so probably mid late 40s. And I always used to wear thongs and sort of stuff, but it was quite safe. You know, it wasn't it wasn't feminine. It wasn't feminine anyway. And uh, I, you know, I was sort of saying to Claire that look, yeah, I quite fancy something a little bit more feminine, a bit more like the sort of underwear that you wear, but fits me. And she felt, I think, very threatened. She, I think, she wasn't sure where where it was going to go. You know, did she feel that she's gonna she's losing me to some sort of midlife life sort of crisis, and I was going to sort of announce that I was gay, and my whole world was going to be, and everything that she had obviously trusted and built up was going to be threatened by that. And so it was a little while for her to process this idea that by putting on a pair of fancy knickers in no way can make you gay. You either are gay or you're not, but putting bloody knickers on will not make you gay, you know. Um, This this sort of, but society, you know, and she's a very open-minded, intelligent lady, but still felt a little bit like she's losing her jewels to something that she didn't understand and know. So it took a while, I think, for her to process it. So I I can see it. I can understand why people are a little bit anxious about it and how it can be a little bit threatening to them. But generally, a conversation, and it's all put straight, and, you know, we, we, we get it. But but I find it, it's, it's very interesting. We, ha- we have a lot of conversations on this topic at work, and myself and Anna and Lucy, another girl there, and we'll talk about this perception of wh- why and what and how uh, a simple bit of fabric can have such a powerful emotional effect upon you. And I, I was saying, you know, that, that in, in my relationship with Claire, my sexual relationship with Claire is a very honest and open relationship between the two of us. But we will play with toys. We'll do all sorts of things. You can quite comfortably within a relationship be using butt plugs and, and, and toys like that and have no question about your sexuality or feel intimidated within a relationship but if you put on a fancy pair of knickers it is it is kind of more powerful than toys and now why is that you know and so you start looking at it and you think well isn't it it's it's very interesting society has got itself into this situation where we're getting our adverts that we're trying to put on facebook or insta whatever pulled i mean the amount of stuff we get pulled we don't even use facebook now we've given up with it because it's such it's, it's such a barrier Yet you, we have a company over here called Love Honey. Love Honey, after nine o'clock, can advertise their products on mainstream TV, on mainstream TV, not on a sort of a, 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 a channel that you aren't going to see. Love Honey will be on the BBC? Love Honey, well, they don't advertise on the BBC, but on uh, ITV, on Channel 4, that they will have ad- they'll have an advert after nine o'clock for Love Honey products. So during their adverts, they'll, they are advertising Love Honey. Yet we get adverts pulled because it shows a guy in a skimpy pair of knickers. What? You, yeah, you go and figure. Uh, no. And it, it is such a really peculiar situation we've got. Really, very, very difficult. We were on, we were going to do a morning television program with one of the bigger channels, uh, and it was a nine o'clock slot, a 9.30 slot, and we were pulled the night be- or the day before the television because 
they felt that there, might, there were a lot of children. It was during the COVID lockdown. There'd be a lot of children present and they didn't think it was an acceptable topic to be talking talking about children why talking about men having a different choice of underwear and so the controlling sort of uh body was a company called ofcom ofcom are the controlling like legal body who look after content that goes out and the the lawyers of the television program said i don't think we can get this through ofcom therefore it didn't go nothing to do with the television program it was so now that's what you're up against now I don't I I'm not here to argue for or against I'm just saying this is the sort of barriers that you come across and uh, and you know it's really interesting I mean that whole thing then brings into some really interesting situation because you know myself as a white middle class I guess lower middle class guy who's had a fairly well, I haven't had a privileged life, but I haven't struggled with, I have no struggle with sexuality or race or anything. You know, I've just had a normal white upbringing and fairly privileged and not been exposed to any form of judgment um, or oppression. Um, and to see a little tiny bit of that with my own business and how it affects that and see the stupidity and the nonsense of it all. If you are somebody of color or somebody of a different, you know, not even identifying as a male, you see, you know, the whole transgender thing or people who are gay, you suddenly then opens, it opened my mind up to understand the battle that these people are going through. And so, yeah, it I mean, it's, a, it's <laughs> absolutely. So it's a great leveler for me to see it. You know, I, I was, I felt in many ways that it did me the world of good to come up against this because it did level us and it did make us just think how lucky we really are. We'll be right back after this commercial break. Yes. Hey, you sick motherfuckers. I've got a special treat for you. Need a new toy to spice up your sex life? Head over to loveshop.ca slash sexedmonton and get yourself a cock ring, a dildo, a vibrator, or even a life-sized sex doll. (laughs) Damn, I guess love really does come in all shapes and sizes. Get 15% off your entire order when you use code sexedwithtim at checkout. They're shipping to all of Canada and the United States because North America is horny. That's loveshop.ca slash sexedwithtim and use code sexedwithtim for 15% off your entire purchase. Happy orgasm! Do you like feeling sexy and looking sexy? Of course you do. Only my listeners are sexy as fuck. I have partnered with fetishwear designer Dale Kuda to bring you the hottest deals on custom jock straps, harnesses, hats, and more. Head over to dalekuda.com, that's D-A-L-E-K-U-D-A.com, and use code SEXEDWITHTIM at checkout for 25% off the entire store. Yeah, you heard me. 25% off. And cherry on top, free shipping. Oh my god. I have a few of the stuff that he has made for me. And 
girl. Mm, I'm wearing it right now. I'm wearing like a little jock strap so that I could easily just like slip a little butt plug or dildo every now and then here and there. And I'm on the train. I'm just like, uh, 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 thank you, Dale. <laughs> That's dalecuda.com with the code SEXEDWITHTIM for 25% off your entire purchase with free shipping. With a deal like that, I swear I could come buckets, honey. <laughs> the show is about to begin. Yes. So, yeah, no, that's really interesting that even you struggle as a straight white man to get something as simple as men's lingerie on there. What are some of the other kinds of backlash that you faced, like from, uh, I don't know, a political standpoint? Like, oh, you shouldn't be doing that to the children or whatever. Well, I mean, one of the things that makes me kind of, we get this quite regularly um, is, is you get complaints about, you know, I've looked at your website. Every time I look at your website, I'm offended. Uh, I've <laughs> oh looked at it goodness. 12 times and I'm still offended. You know, we don't what? look at the bloody website then, you know, <laughs> and this, this idea, you know, some people protest that there are those who pre- who protest too much. And you do think, well, hang on, mate, I'm not sure that you quite. <laughs> I understand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so we have, we have the people who protest too much um, which is which is fine. Do you know I, the backlash and the political backlash is it, it just not happened. The the support we've had from from people from people from from people and their partners have been some of the emails we receive have been really quite extraordinary, really emotional, raw um, comment of, of not just support for us, but because I head up the business, I, you know, I'm, I'm absolutely out there. I will take my clothes off and show our knickers. You know, I've got no problem with that at all. And because I also say, you know, this is me. They know exactly who I am. I'm there's my family man and da, 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 da. My kids know about it. They all respect what I do. It sort of it, it it gives people a little bit of honesty, and they see if well, yeah, it's good. He's doing it. Well, you know, and they join that band of people who are breaking down those sort of taboos. Yeah, I, 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 I really touching touching letters from people, people who haven't even purchased from us, but you know are there and supporting us, and they they take the time to write letters support. We have so little. So little negative comment. It's 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 quite interesting. We did a post. One that just thing that made me smile. It was it was an interesting comment. We were doing a load of photographs of legwear, what we call call hold up stockings. So they got elasticated tops, so you pull them up, yeah. Um, and we were doing a group of photographs, and one of them was uh, me sitting, laying, sort of sitting almost in a semi-laying-down position in a chair, in a yellow chair. And because I'm a tall guy, I by default, I've got quite long, slim legs. The photograph was really absolutely from the side of me, and you could see just a bit of my backside, my thighs, and into legs with polka dots stockings or whatever I had on them and you could just see and we we, we were really pleased about it because we got it through the sensors at um, Facebook or Instagram I think it must be Instagram you could just see the top of my penis but, <laughs> but, but, the, but the robots didn't see this 
Yeah. So we put this we put this post out, and Anna hashtagged it into all sorts of different sites, and it finished up on a site with a lot of photographs of women wearing suspenders and stockings. And you were obviously at this at this point. There were a lot of guys perving over women in suspenders and stockings, your hosiery, until one guy managed just through looking probably halfway through masturbating, saw my my penis <laughs> and was horrified that he's probably having a, having a wank whilst looking at a guy. But it was that was the bit that made me, so you're happy to perv and look at endless women with their legs. You still like the image because you were looking at it in detail and then you were outraged because you now can see a little bit of penis. Yet you are quite happy to do that with a woman. And you wouldn't have been outraged, you know. And I, and I and I just thought, well, yeah, you know, and yeah, I mean, so once that, then that the, this 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 guy posted something about it. Little did he know that him posting it did our numbers the world of good, because of course everybody was then looking at this because he had posted about it. You then got the guy saying, "Brilliant, you know, it's fantastic, love to see it," and the others that were utterly shocked by the fact that you might be able to see a little bit of penis. Yet, if they'd seen a bit of women's breast, they'd have been very happy. Yeah, so it's kind of a weird thing. You know, they were quite, I like those photographs where I find it, I'm kind of, I don't know whether it's a man or a woman, but I find them ever so sexy. And I think those photos are such a brilliant, when you can get those images that you are so, oh God, you look gorgeous, but you don't know whether you're looking at a man or a woman. And I think if you can get that into a photograph, you've got a really powerful image. Yeah, and I don't think it should matter because whatever you're attracted to, you're attracted to. It's Absolutely. hot is hot, right? Absolutely, yeah, of yeah. course. Yeah, and it's fine to yeah. question things, but like, don't throw a fit over it. Like, yeah. it's fine. You're okay. It, what you're feeling you is can, a natural. You can be attracted to somebody of the same sex. Yeah. That's okay. You know <laughs> exactly. Like, yeah. you can be straight and find the same sex attractive, and you don't have to lose your shit over it. So. I'm I'm wondering then what are the general attitudes in the UK in terms of like gender and expression and sexuality? I, I'm not sure I'm could I could probably I don't think I'm probably the right person to answer that. Because <laughs> That's okay. I'm coming, but because you've got because you've got it coming from a white sort of heterosexual male. But I will answer it from my perspective as I as I see it, and that may not be truly representative because I can't represent something that I'm not. But uh, my feeling is that barriers are being broken down at a rate, uh, really, really being broken down. I think, I think people are much more accepting. And when I look at younger people, I've got three boys. The eldest is 20. And when I look at the, my lads and their group of friends, how they are viewing sexuality and relationships, either of same sex or, you know, with, 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 with females, they, they are very much more open, much, much, much more open to more, more fluidity in, in relationships and equally with clothing. I was up in London. My son, eldest son lives up in London and I was up there last week and just walking around London. It is, it's, it's a, it is a joy a true joy to see young people able to wear whatever they want and express themselves openly. And so you will see both, you know, both genders 
wearing whatever they would want to wear or presenting themselves as whatever they want to be. So uh, I think it's it's I think the future is actually very very bright. The dinosaurs like myself of my older generation, you know, we forget that we are the ones who are who are kind of moving out. Now, I, 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 I won't be right on this, but I, I'm pretty much right. Glastonbury, the music festival was on a couple of weeks ago. Some of the older musicians playing there, talking to my lads, they're looking at them and they said, well, who, who's that? And you think, well, hang on, you, know, you, you can't not know who this guy is. But the younger generation, of course, they don't know who somebody in the 70s or 80s are. However big... The Beatles were when they were younger, you know, uh, it's things move on. And so those dinosaurs are, you know, true dinosaurs. So I'm very, very optimistic. I I think the tide has turned. It's just going to take a little while to 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 move. I think for our business, we haven't yet sort of found our feet. I think our business will come in our direction. I also hope that because there's real integrity within our business, in, in as much as I'm not a corporate who's moved into this just to try and profit out of it, I'm making underwear because I every single thing that I make, I would wear and I would want to wear. I'll head the business up. We are very open with our accountants, with our accountancy. You know, we're open as far as our profits. You know, we, we are, I think we, Bring it, we bring a real integrity to the way a business should be run. We will always find our audience. The public who choose to spend their money with one company rather than a different company are the ones who are going to change the way that we purchase things in the future. It's no point moaning about the big corporations, whether they're, you know, it doesn't matter who they are. It's no point even mentioning them. The easiest way to change it is don't give them your money. And if enough people stop giving them their money, the Amazons of the world and all those people will start to feel it. We we can change it. We can change it by choosing to spend our money in different ways. And the internet, of course, whilst it is difficult and it is hard to find your way around, it does open up different markets. And there's some fabulous makers of all sorts of different things that can be accessed through the internet. So my my sort of feeling is... You know, we have a younger audience who are looking at things in a different way. They're looking at life and gender and, you know, all that sort of that that subject in an entirely different way. And the way that we choose to spend our money is powerful, is hugely powerful. And the big corporations can't do what I'm doing. They, they, they can't do it because they can't bring integrity to it. They like to cut costs and they're focused on their bottom line too much. Yeah. Whereas... Uh, you are more like ethical, which I love. There's this line in your website uh, where it says, we are proudly not the cheapest. And there's a reason for your pricing is because you're not like exploiting anyone. You're giving everyone in your company a fair wage. You know, and it's, 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 you know, it, it, for me, the company that do all our making is based in Leeds, which is a town in or a city in the North of England. Um, and it's it is the most remarkable company it's run run by women employs women as seamstresses and sewers and it is it's owned by women it is and you go in there and they bring their dogs into work and it's it is it's a 
community that is loving and caring and supportive. And it's just, it's, it's the way business should be because it cares for one another and it respects one another. Um, it's very multicultural because of the, 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 the um, uh, environment. So, uh, you know, Leeds is a city that's got a, a lot of quite sizable ethnic minorities living there. So you have got a, quite a mixture of people working in there. And it really is something that the, the society should be proud of. But because it's in a backwater, you know, in the back of Leeds, no one's really singing the song and telling people about them but it there is behind the scenes and i'm sure up most back streets in most cities there is the same ethical business going and it will grow and it will grow yes i love that i have so much hope for where moot is gonna go uh because i'm about to buy my first garment from moot <laughs> i just have a very very difficult decision like they're all so beautiful. How do I pick? <laughs> you know, you, 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 I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. We, we have, we have two, we have two entries into it. You either get, we have a, a range called our Hollywood range and that's really our daily wear range. And people who, who are used to wearing boxers and not, don't want to go too far and too edgy, they will buy Hollywood briefs. And, and so we sell quite a lot of that. And the other entry into it, which is interesting, is the new thing range we've done called the Crown Jewel range. Entry, Crown Jewel. Yeah, so you can see where <laughs> we're going there. Uh, I, would have called, I would have called the business Crown Jewels, but somebody else would have had it. And so, <laughs> so yeah, so the Crown Jewels, there's, I don't know whether you looked at them or not, but they're in a highly decorative, decorative piece. It was very interesting trying to make this piece because you can't put them on without getting an erection. So, <laughs> you know, you're trying to photo- – and seriously, when you're trying to photograph the things, you need to sort of sit down in a darkened room, just, no, just give me a few minutes, let myself get myself together here because – And then just let me direction. just yeah, – yeah, let me admire myself for a hot second. <laughs> <laughs> so we oh. had, we had um, quite a laugh making that, but – those seem to be the two ways in, you know, it's crown jewels or it's Hollywood. I love everything we make because I, I, you know, I honestly, you know, I, I mean, so, so, so privileged. It's beautiful. A creative mind and a slightly sexually based creative mind that enables me to <laughs> yeah. sort of think, why, why do we do this? Why can't we? And we, you know, the crown jewels range, which is, I, I, I mean, I don't know how to describe it, but it is, it's completely like sort of, a decorative piece that will go around your around your your bits, and, and so we were say cock and balls. Either cock and balls. <laughs> it goes around yeah. your cock and balls. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how much I can say. That's why I'm a bit careful. Please swear as much as you can. Okay. So you put this. So you've got like a thong strap with a circle at the end, which is just big enough. It's it's non-stretched, but if you you sort of push your balls through, and then you pull your sort of your your willy through it, and it's quite constricting. Um, so it's a bit like a cock ring to a degree. That's beautiful. And it's yeah. quite, I would say inflaming would be the word I'd use. And so <laughs> we were messing around with different measurements. It arouses you. Oh, it does arouse you. Yeah, oh yeah, it does arouse you. Can you imagine though, from a, from a, from a maker's point of view, you know, I'm thinking, God, we can make that, can't we? And the girls, well, not all girls, there's a guy there as well, said, yeah, yeah, come on, let's do it, let's do it. So we start messing around and, 
there's the product we made it and so it's very gratifying uh, you know for somebody who likes to wear these products to just have the next creative mind think, oh why do we do that and get all excited about it and i do get stupidly excited over things and you know the next meeting we're at we're thinking oh yeah we could do this we could have something and do this and do you know have the next sort of uh, product based upon n- nothing other than would I want to wear it? And I'm kind of working on the basis that if I like it, I hope other people do. And so far, people are sort of supporting. Yeah, that's great. So is that really the basis of your creative process? I want to wear it. Yeah. Or do, do you think more like, uh, how well would I, or how hot do I look when I'm fucking and I'm wearing well, this? Th- there is that. There's a lot of things you're looking at. I mean, if 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 you're looking at stuff if, at a garment that you're an open garment that you're wearing to have sex, you're you are very aware. Is it holding me properly? Is it you know? Are you actually being held as you want to? Do? We we do a lot of work where we'll try and put a sort of elasticated sort of area behind your balls, so sort of pull them forward a bit, so that it sort of presents them in a more full package as it were so they're not dangling down they're coming forward so of course so when you're having sex you've got much more contact with your balls as well so that you you know it's it's a much more fulfilling experience i think from a man's point of view um so there is a lot of 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 things you're driving things forward with an idea of simply how would that perform in, in in bed equally a lot of our products, or a number of our products, we are looking at how would that be to wear it all day. It's you know we've got a balance to 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 to, to meet here, and I think we try and cater for both areas. I think there will probably be more movement towards the much more sexual products. Yeah, well, because that's it. Sell you know it sells well. It's more I think exciting more challenging you know we've got on the crown jewels uh range we we, we're at the moment just thinking about and talking about and drawing up some ideas for some product that on the back side of it will have a sort of decorating strings that that will all attach to the back of a little butt plug so you you're almost wearing like a a harness that's plugged in as if you want to put it like that so rather than just a plug it's got a decoration that comes into a sort of this garment around you so there's 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 some exciting sort of products and clearly that's only got one that's you know you wear that and it's only going in one direction you're not wearing it to go shopping i mean you can do but that's oh i would <laughs> um, i've done it before no, you, no, and people do, and, and yeah, you know, but but we know what people are buying these products for. Equally, we don't want to debase what we're doing. We don't want to make rubbish. We know that everything has to be beautifully made, but it can be very sexual, you know, very very sexual and still beautifully made. It's for us. It's about looking at sort of an area that we can't find products that I would want to wear, and areas that haven't been developed on the sex sort of side of things most most underwear around that are, are, are almost novelty items um and there's no real integrity to, to these products and we're trying to say look we can still have uh, a, a product here that is clearly sexual highly sexual but equally beautiful 
And so that's what we try to bring to it. I mean, not that something sexual is ugly, but like, you know, it, it can be both like aesthetically pleasing and uh, functions well in the bedroom. And it's just like, it, it's absolutely amazing what you do. And like the, the, I, I'm gushing over the photographs. <laughs> I have a couple of them here. I'm like, wow, Jules, Jules is packing. I will, <laughs> I will attest to that. Um, listeners, please go on to the Moot website and just like admire the, the crown jewels as <laughs> it is but, but rightfully see, called. I mean, again, because wow. But that's, but that's part of what we're doing. It's not really about being exposing yourself and sort of, it's a you know, form of expression. It's, about it's a radical. It's, it's, it's about yeah. real honesty. This is the product we are selling and this is what it looks like. Don't be shocked. If you're on our website buying any of our products, they're all a bit shocking. So, you know, we, we don't do, we don't really do safe products. To bring honesty to it, it's no point putting just a, a, a paid model there and standing in the back, in the back, out of the way, counting your money. You know, you have to be facing it up and honest in the way you present yourself. I think that the power of lingerie just comes down to that honesty and vulnerability and a radical form of self-expression. And I think what you're doing with lingerie, with men's lingerie, is so beautiful and it is like it, it's it's a form of of protest in its own way it is that is so creatively like just endearing and i i just want to give you all my money but i don't have enough money to buy every single piece of your garment <laughs> i mean we we you know we we're a very small business and we're still finding our feet but we so want, you know, I, I'm from an age where punk was very prevalent in my young days and that anarchic approach to like, fuck you, you know, yeah. you, you know, I'm not, if you say turn left, I'll turn right, just because I'm not going to comply with your, you know, and my whole life has been doing walking, walking my path. You know, I've got three lovely boys, but they're home educated because I'm not sending them to state education because I don't want them to take that that narrative that standardized the state, narrow, yeah. So yeah they've all been at home and they've been educated and they are they are wonderful i'm so proud of where they are but i'm not you know I, it, it is absolutely not complying to what the state says we should comply to and and try and breaking down those barriers and and so i think you know as we move forwards we will we will always be shocking we will always be anarchic we will never be We'll never be vanilla. We can't. Have, we we won't do that. <laughs> Don't be vanilla. We've got to just keep on rocking it as much as we can, and so that's that is part of our challenge. If we upset if we upset people, then I'm very happy. You know, we've upset the people who need to be upset. <laughs> yes, because you're upsetting the right people. Yeah, and you're attracting the right kind of attention. Yeah, yeah, right? and it's not and it's not done without uh, you know. You're not no, malicious about it. No, nothing at all. Not absolutely not yeah. at all. We are just hopefully making some people think about have a, you know having a, that second thought about some of their ideas that that it's not their fault that they've got these ideas. It's society's fault that they have the ideas, but they're not they're not opening their mind up to thinking. Well, is that right or not right? 
you know, it's a kind of a weird thing. I, I, I've spoken to a few people about, you know, underwear. I said, well, look, why didn't you try? Just get a pair. Try them. If you don't like it, well, just don't wear them again. It's only a pair of knickers. You know, it's sort of this weird sort of, you know, I, I've always waxed. I, I, I don't like pubic hair. I've never, you know, never done pubic hair at all. So I've always waxed. And uh, and a lot of people have sort of said, yeah, but you've got no pubic hair. And I said, well, if, if I change my mind, six weeks down the road, I will have pubic hair. Pubic it's hair. Not, you know, <laughs> it's going to come back. It's, it's not a big <laughs> deal, guys. You know, it will grow <sighs> back. Um, so if it, you, you just... You know, and my advice is to even on the pubic hair side is try it. Just try it. You might love it. Try Your partner it. might love it. But if it yeah. doesn't work, don't worry. It'll grow back. It's not, you know, it's not that big a deal. Wait, did you just say six weeks? No, it'd be longer than six weeks. I get waxed. I was like, I'm jealous because I have to go get waxed like every two, three weeks. I My hair grows so fast. Ah, uh, well, <laughs> no, I do about... Five or six weeks, I think, between waxing. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm a little but, but jealous. You see, I'm a lot older than you. So maybe oh. it's, been, it's been pulled out for so many bloody years so that the, the follicles are That's giving true. up. That's true. My follicles and my eyebrows and my hair from all the bleaching that I'm doing, yeah, it's probably dying out. But I've been waxing for as long as I can remember, and it's still growing a little too quickly. What I found it really interesting, the guy who used to wax me, I've changed because there's somebody locally doing it now, but it was really interesting. He he was from Brighton originally. Now Brighton is a, a, a seaside town on the south coast of England. Has got a very has had for a long time a very large and vocal gay community, and it's it is it is quite a centre for people who are challenging gendered sort of, you know, and, and so it has always attracted that type of character. So now I was chatting to him. So, you, you know, when you're laying on the couch naked, there's nothing, you've got nothing to hide at this point. You're just talking, you know, and someone's pulling hair out of your testicles. So you, <laughs> at this point you are as, as, as naked as you can be. So it's kind of, you have very open and honest conversations, but so I was chatting to him. I said, hey, you know, out over the years, when you started off, how many of your clients were straight and how many were gay? And he only does men, only only um, uh, does men. And he said when he started, he said all but probably only two or three of his clients were gay and the straight guys would be having their backs done or their, some, you know, their legs, sort of, but it would never be sort of around the pubic hair. And so I said, so, and, and as we go forward, where are we now? And he said, oh, probably 60 to 70 percent are now straight men being waxed as opposed to almost none when he started off and so it does show that that is change people are taking pride of them it's not a you know it's not a case of control having hair or not looks. having hair yeah. but it's just saying i'm going to do it taking making that decision for yourself you know not whether it's right or wrong to have you care but to actual have have the confidence and the ability to be able to say, yeah, I'm going to do that for me. Things are changing. And definitely with the help of someone like you and your company, I think we're going to see that change much sooner. And I hope that I see such rapid change in in this lifetime. I am just so like honored for sharing this space with you Jules it is you're you're just absolutely fabulous and i love i love the work that you do i will continue to support you 
uh, just let me get some money first from all my sponsors and then I will <laughs> come get myself a fir- my first pair of uh, moot garments. Uh, if you have anything else to say, like any parting words of wisdom or where people can find you, please share that with us. Well, moot, moot uh, you know, as, if you want to have a look, have a look. Um, feedback. We love feedback, good or bad. If you know, I don't care what it is, but I love feedback. Even if it's something like I'm clicking on this and I can't get through to that, just how the website is working, how it, do you like it? Don't you like it? You know, all that stuff. Are we touching the right nerves, the right buttons? Are What are we doing wrong? You know, if you don't tell us what we're doing wrong, we can't put it right. We try our best. But we don't always get things right. So please, if you can go onto the Moot website, uh, mootlaundry.com and any feedback on anything please please give it but i know i don't have you know any great words of wisdom or parting words it's been lovely talking with you um and hopefully what i've been talking about resonates with some people out there and it maybe gives them the confidence to to, to, to walk their path. And that may be nothing to do with underwear. It could doesn't matter what it is, but it is it it's it comes down that we're here we're here only once and make that life really, really be as joyful as we can possibly as we can possibly make it. And you can only really be happy and truly happy and content and joyful if you're happy with yourself. So you start, you know, the building blocks has to start with you. How can you possibly possibly spread the word to other people if you know i don't mean spread the word but it starts it starts right there with you and that sometimes facing some difficult decisions making some things that might you know having some conversations that might be difficult but it's it's the it's, you, you've got to start you've got to do it and so that's really you know my message is you know live your dreams because you know it, it's such a short, such a short life. Short life, yeah. And if the road to happiness just happens to include a pair of moot underwear, it does. Then so it, be it. <laughs> you know, I, I feel it's I, necessary. I, 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 every morning when I get out of bed, and I, I feel like almost like a kid in a sort of a candy shop or a sweet shop, as we would say, when I'm looking at my choice of underwear as what I'm going to, what will I wear today? And it is, and I really do. I, I, I put, I, I think oh, well, I'll put that on. And I, and I, and I, and I really choose what underwear I'm going to wear. And it brings me so much joy, just those tiny little decisions. And you feel six inches taller that you've, you, you, you genuinely do. You, you walk tall, you know, feel, you feel that you've just, made a little bit of self-love, a little bit of something for you, because most of your life is spent looking after, you know, your family or working or whatever else we have to do yeah. to get by. But do something for yourself. Yeah. And it's important. Do something. Yeah. It is. I mean, I feel six inches taller when I wear my six inch heels, but. <laughs> no, I, 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 I wear heels. There's a, a company in New York called Syra or something. Syra, Syra. They make some outrageous boots beautiful they're so fabulous and uh yeah i'll wear those out and i'll strut down the road looking not even look i will feel fabulous whether i look i probably look stupid but i fucking feel fabulous yeah and who the fuck cares about what anyone else thinks because what you did at the end of the day made you happy and i think if anyone's going to take away anything from that from this conversation let it be that 
do whatever makes you happy and fuck what everyone else thinks because they're haters and that means you're doing something right if you're offending them Ah, oh, my goodness, Jules! Thank you so much for for sharing this, this made, space with me. We should, yeah, it, we should have been in politics, shouldn't we? Tr- truly, we would. We would. The world would become a much better place if we all just dis- enforced everyone to wear a nice piece of garment. You know? <laughs> War would end. Famine is a thing of the past. Uh, we wouldn't be in COVID if we were all wearing the right things. <laughs> no, it'd be a different but place. It'd be much, much. It'd be a different world. Place together yeah, yeah, yeah. but more, jules more thank color. you again more, more color right so much more colorful but yeah. again thank you so much for coming on the show and spreading your wisdom uh spreading your legs uh <laughs> um and just everyone that's listening please go support jules and his company and please don't forget to rate review and subscribe wherever you're hearing sex Ed with tim and i will see you all at the next episode bye Thanks for listening to the Sex Ed with Tim podcast. Sex Ed with Tim is created and produced by me, Tim Lagman. Music is Aces High by Kevin McLeod. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at GaySlutClown and at Sex Ed with Tim. You can also like and follow me on the Sex Ed with Tim Facebook page. If you enjoyed the show, please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for all your support, you dirty little slut. Mwah!